Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Brilliance Security Podcast. Hello, my name is Steve Bocut, and I am an editor for Brilliance Security Magazine. Brilliance is an online digital publication dedicated to the security industry. Our mission, and thus our name, is to illuminate the intersection of physical and cybersecurity. We cover both of these security domains by publishing original content about threats, hacks, products, and security strategies. We hope you will enjoy this podcast and visit us at brilliancesecuritymagazine.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Security Magazine podcast, and thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your listening. Today, we will be talking with Yoav Alon, Chief Technology Officer at Orca Security, and we're going to be talking about Orca Security's 2020 State of Virtual Appliance Security Report, a fairly new report. I believe it came out about a month ago. Some pretty exciting stuff in there, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Yoav. So a little bit about our guest, Yoav is a security veteran recognized on Microsoft Security Response Center's most valuable research list. Prior to joining Orca Security, he was a Unit 8200 researcher and team leader, a chief architect at Hyperwise Security, and a security architect at Checkpoint Software Technologies. Yoav brings, uh, Yoav enjoys hunting for Linux and Windows vulnerabilities in his spare time. So welcome, Yoav, and thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you for inviting me. All right. So this, I've been looking forward to this particular conversation. Um, I think you guys have done a really good job with this report. There's some very interesting information uh, that I hope we can uh, at least share some of that with our audience today. So before we get started about started talking about the report itself, um, tell us a little bit more about Orca Security. I assume most of the listeners know who you are, but kind of give us a recap, a level set of who Orca Security is and what you do, that kind of thing. Sure. So Orca Security is a relatively new security startup. It's about two years old, and it was established to uh, protect cloud security. Uh, what we do is we give customers a full uh, deep asset visibility into their entire cloud estate. And we do that seamlessly uh, within minutes uh, without installing agents, uh, without uh, per asset integration. And we provide customer with a single pane of glass to see uh, vulnerabilities, malware, and sensitive data, misconfigurations uh, through all the layers of the stack. Uh, this magic is quote unquote is done uh, using our site scanning technology, uh, is uh, which is our ability to read the blob storage of uh, of uh, machines running in the cloud, and use this information to uh, actually uh, replace most of the value that agents provide. So um, one of the key things we see customers uh, enjoy with this is that they get really full visibility. And, and they don't need to do a years-long uh, project of installing agents. Wow, fascinating. So if I'm a, a cloud user, I can, I can use your service. I don't have to install anything anywhere. I kind of subscribe to it, and you're going you're gonna to let me know what, what needs to be updated or what's, uh, what needs to be patched, that kind of thing. Uh, yes, but we also provide what we call as contextualized alerts. So we, we actually map your entire environment and we provide a higher uh, uh, 
severity to things that are more vulnerable to an attacker, to an external attacker. For example, if you have two assets with, that both have a remote code execution vulnerabilities, uh, and one of them is uh, facing the internet and the other one is, uh, I don't know, in the back of your, uh, of your network, we will alert you on the one that uh, faces the internet and is more prone to attack. Awesome. All right. Okay. That's interesting. All right. So let's talk about this report. Um, so before we get into the findings of the report, talk to us about the report itself. So um, talks about the research that the report is based on, how the data was collected, sample size, stuff like that. So uh, the, the report itself has some funny roots. Uh, when we were ramping up with customers uh, a few months ago, we noticed that uh, a lot of un, uh, unpatched and practically neglected assets are, um, are, are, are virtual appliances coming off the cloud marketplace. And uh, uh, the, the system will automatically alert customers and customers came to us and said, well, we cannot, uh, uh, we cannot access those machines because they're coming from the cloud marketplace. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and they were a bit of a loss and, uh, on what to do. And we thought to ourselves, well, maybe we, we will do a scan, we will scan the entire marketplace and find virtual appliances uh, there and try to scan them and see what, what their state and report to the relevant vendors and, a, and the vendor will hopefully update their offering and the customer could also up, update their machine. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what, that was the rationale. Um, the easy part was scanning. Uh, we scanned uh, about uh, 2,200 machines from um, around 500 vendors, which, is, uh, which was fairly easy because we already have the site scanning technology. Mm -hmm. uh, the hard part uh, was uh, contacting all the vendors and, and requesting them to patch, which, which became a much larger ordeal. Disclosure was a, was a more, more interesting part. So and you didn't so, get resistance from the vendors. They were willing, but there was just some issues about disclosure and what you can and can't discuss, that kind of thing. A few of them. So, of course, uh, we, uh, it was hard to find the addresses to disclose, and mm. this is always a problem. Uh, we actually, after, a few, uh, after two weeks of working on this, we actually hired an intern to handle the, the disclosure process because it became a full-time job. Hmm. Uh, so... Uh, but uh, a lot of vendors uh, were uh, un, um, were okay. They they responded and they were uh, quick to either update or uh, or remove their uh, offering. Uh, a few vendors were uh, actually resistant, uh, and we got uh, even uh, a funny lawsuit. Uh, but uh, that's uh, yeah, that's for another podcast, huh? Yes, that's for another podcast. <laughs> well, and, and it makes me wonder in my head, so is the problem there that the vendors are just saying to themselves either well, either they don't know that these systems are, are not updated or they just don't care because it's not their responsibility. It's the, it's the customer's responsibility. Why, why would that even exist like that? I, I think there's a mismatch in expectations. Uh, the customers expect that the, the, the vendors uh, is the one responsible for updating the machines because they bought it from the cloud uh, vendor marketplace. Sure. Uh, and the vendor expects the customer to be responsible for patching the machine. And this mismatch of, of uh, expectation causes um, the state of the virtual appliances uh, in the marketplace to be 
and not good. Uh, yeah. For for just uh, just off the top of my head, there we we found more than uh, close to a half a million vulnerabilities, and we we had like five uh, more than fifty percent of the assets were. Uh, with a very low rating, what we call C and below. And a lot of uh, instances were not patched in the last year, and even a few that were never patched at all. I mean, like 5% of them, which is pretty high. Wow. Uh, and to be clear, in most cases, it is the customer that's responsible for doing the patching and the yes. updating, right? Not the vendor. Uh, yes, but t- technically, yes. But what makes this uh, a bit more interesting is that most of the customers don't have access to those appliances. Those appliances are closed box that you get from the vendor. In the soft, uh, you get it as a software, but you still most of them cannot log in. They cannot. Eat, they don't have privileges to do uh, an OS update, even if they wanted to. Hmm. So, so it's it's a mismatch of expectations, and not. Uh, and I'm not. And we we think the the vendors here are the ones that. Uh, should be responsible to update their offerings and the customer should be uh, should align to the vendor's latest offering but when the vendor doesn't update the customer cannot align sure okay so let's talk about the some of the top findings and i think you've mentioned some of them but it, w- what else did the report find let's uncover some of that okay so uh, we, we 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 were let's talk about a bit about how we scored things Okay. So we 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 actually scanned the the machines for vulnerabilities, and we we noted if the if the operating system was actually out of date or unsupported, uh, or end of life uh, machine operating systems that are end of life uh, we can they cannot be patched and mm-hmm. even if the vendor wants, uh, we we uh, noted a few key uh, critical vulnerabilities, which are uh, vulnerabilities that. Uh, are known to be exploited in the wild and are relatively easy to get your hands on a working exploit, which uh, result in a total machine compromise. Uh, things like uh, Blue Keep or uh, um, other RDP vulnerabilities, uh, some uh, remote code execution and SSH, uh, for, for example, in SSH and other services. and. Uh, we we categorize the vulnerabilities into very high severity vulnerabilities, medium, let's say seven to nine CPC score, and all the rest of them. And uh, and we weighted, uh, we gave everyone uh, a different weight, uh, uh, and we used it to give a score of one uh, of zero to a hundred. And the scoring then we we leveled into uh, into ABCs, A plus, A, B, and so on. So uh, the, the scoring, uh, w- one of the things that we saw is that um, many uh, appliances were, um, were actually quite good. There were, a less, there were a few that got A plus from very respectable uh, security vendors and uh, other uh, uh, IT, ID providers, uh, notably HashiCorp and Beyond Trust and a few others. Okay. Um, uh, but there were a few uh, actually uh, funny um, examples. For example, uh, one of the uh, 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 Qualys has a, has an offering on the marketplace, uh, which actually uh, has a vulnerability that Qualys researchers reported to uh, uh, to the world. So that uh, and and they failed to patch it themselves. So it's uh, yeah. 
So there was a few uh, few things like that. Okay. Um, all right. So break it down for us. How many how many A pluses and how many Cs and Ds and. Okay. So uh, there were uh, A plus. There were about eight percent. Eight percent. Yes, eight percent. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's shockingly impressive. low. That seems low. I mean, eight. I mean, yes, think but that the, it should be like eighty <laughs> percent. We hope so. Uh, these are uh, they were uh, offerings that were patched regularly by, uh, and were uh, seem to be very much maintained. Okay. Uh, there were twenty four percent that got an A, twelve uh, percent that got B, twenty five percent C. And we have uh, another 30% for DNS. So uh, some, some were good and some were not so good. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. That, that is fascinating. And I keep going back to the question of why, and I guess we've already answered it. It's not that, that it can't be done. It's just that there's a, this disparity in expectation on who's going to do it. If it seems like if we could solve that issue as an industry, um, that problem could largely be solved. Yes, and I have to say, uh, I have to give it to the cloud providers. Uh, once uh, we shared the report with them, they, they helped us into reaching the rest of the vendors that were uh, harder to reach and actually uh, pushed them into the right direction to patching their offerings on the marketplace. Uh, so, okay, uh, well, that's, that's encouraging. That's an encouraging note. All right, mm -hmm. so uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about what can and should be done to better protect virtual appliances. So hang on, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Yoav, so talk to us about what can and should be done to better protect virtual appliances. How do we, how do we fix this? So, uh, so I think first thing first is that vendors should be responsible for their offering. It, it feels like uh, a lot of vendors uh, look at the marketplace as a place to put your uh, your offering and forget about it. And it's not, uh, and it should be more of uh, let's update it as, uh, like we update the rest of our offering. Uh, uh, another thing is that customers should be aware that uh, when they pick. Uh, out of a similar offering group, they could uh, actually use the report to see which which vendor scores better, and they could uh, actually make a more informed decision. Um, I think I think those are the uh, are the possibilities from the vendor side and from the customer side. So, if you put yourself in the vendor's shoes, so there's, I'm sure there are some good arguments from the vendor's perspective on why they shouldn't be doing this, this update because they're, they may, I don't know, they may do something that, that the, if, if the, if the customer, the client isn't aware of it, it's going to, it's going to upset their operation. I mean, what is the argument from the vendor's side? There must be something. So uh, stability is always an argument, but one of the things that concern us is that they, they don't offer new, uh, newer ver versions. You can uh, publish multiple versions of your appliance and you can have one that's uh, marked with the specific version that you're running right now and one with an older version or newer version. And you can publish them all one by one, uh, side by side, and offer new and patched versions. Uh, most vendors do not offer that. Uh, and some, so we, we believe uh, that they should. It's it, it's it's more uh, well. We believe they should. 
Okay. So that is a way then, because they do need to put that stability responsibility back on the customer. He needs to know what's happening. You don't just be updating the systems and, and affect his stability uh, without the without the customer knowing, but you certainly could make it easy and facilitate that. Here are some options. Here's the latest version. Do you want to move to it or not? And with a few clicks, you made it happen. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, so this report then, um, if I understand correctly, came out about a month ago, I think, um, in, in mid-October. Mm -hmm. And where can people get a hold of it? So they could go to Orca Security, uh, orca.security. Uh, okay. That's our website. And uh, you can check it. There is a big banner with the report there. Okay. Or you can Google for the uh, uh, security appliance uh, report and you will find us also. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, uh, it was an interesting report. I really enjoyed uh, reading it. So before we conclude here, as we conclude, what questions should I have asked that I failed to ask? So what else do our listeners need to know about either um, you know, virtual appliance security or Orca security as a company? So uh, I think uh, that uh, the main takeaway is that one, uh, visibility is very important. Uh, we, we reached this uh, report and this conclusion from having a, a top-notch uh, visibility product that you can actually look through all the layers and actually see that the problem uh, in uh, assets that were actually opaque to the customers because they couldn't access them. So I think that's an important uh, takeaway. Another takeaway is that uh, every, every organization has, um, has blind spots. And those blind spots uh, doesn't uh, doesn't always manifest as things that you you feel are are problematic. Think mm. they could be coming from a reputable vendor with a, a very uh, easy and convenient offering, but uh, he he could be the weakest thing to your organization. So uh, and also um, make sure that your expectation of uh, from vendors are aligned with what the vendor expects. Uh, otherwise, we get those mismatching expectations like we have here in the security, uh, in the appliance, uh, uh, virtual appliance marketplace. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I really enjoyed the conversation. And a big thanks to our listeners for being with us. Please remember to like and subscribe if you found this podcast interesting and join us next time for another episode of the Brilliance Security Magazine podcast. 